Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where the weather is lovely. Merry Christmas to everyone. This is Monday, December 26th, and I hope everyone had a beautiful holiday, whatever you're celebrating. And I am doing this from the patio today because yesterday was Christmas, and I was busy celebrating Christmas. And last night we went in the pool. It was nice and warm and it was, it was really amazing. And it was just a day to be celebrating. So I figured people weren't really going to be listening and looking out for podcasts so much, but here we are today, Monday, the 26th. And this is an interesting week because we have some Mercury action. Now the big event of the week is Mercury's going retrograde. So while planets are not really changing signs this week, this would be the time when Mercury makes its station. So right now we've got Mercury stationing. And remember what I said, it's 24 Capricorn. So this is the place where Mercury is stopping in the sky. And Thursday is the big day this week. Thursday is the big day because Mercury is going to be doing its pivot on Thursday. And 24 Capricorn is where Jupiter and Pluto met up in 2020. And that's when we really had a significant uptick in the pandemic. And then we also had a lot of, you know, staying home, going within, uh, going to clear out the closets, putting the light on in the closet. This was all very important for 2020 and rediscovering ourselves and rediscovering creativity and coming to a place when you get to sit down and be quiet, you get to come to a different place in your life. And so, there are some things that are happening for all of us that have not really shaken out since 2020. And so people are still recovering from that emotionally and psychologically. And here we are now going into 2023. And this is significantly a, a big shift because it's going to be almost three years since that pandemic, which is unbelievable, hard to believe incomprehensible. Just, it just feels like yesterday, but we went through a long period together of some very deep transformation and Mercury at stopping at 24 Capricorn is going to remind us of that. So we will tap into some of those things later this week as Mercury is making this station and Mercury is doing some very interesting things. So like I said, Thursday's the big day of the week because Thursday, all the action happens and Mercury, you know, Mercury right now is at 2344. So it's past Venus, which is at 20 and it's move moving closer to Pluto. So it's in between Venus and Pluto. Now, there's going to be some interesting dynamics on Thursday. So yes, 24. But now because Mercury is slowing down and it's only going to move a degree in the next couple days, other planets are going to have a chance to catch up with it. Now, I just said that Venus is at 20. Venus will catch up to Mercury and surpass Mercury because Mercury is going to stop. So Mercury is taking a rest, sitting down at a rest stop, and Venus is driving on by saying hi to Mercury and going to keep driving. Venus and Mercury will conjunct on Thursday morning. Now, Mercury goes retrograde 4.32 a.m. Eastern time on Thursday. 
And Venus is going to come visit and stay with Mercury at 8.58 a.m. Eastern time. So, you know, four and a half hours later, Venus is going to conjunct Mercury. Mercury is going to conjunct Venus. It's, Venus is the faster moving planet right now. Generally, Mercury is, but Venus will be moving. Mercury will not be moving. But they are going to conjunct. And so that's a big deal. So why is it a big deal? Venus and Mercury can conjunct anytime, right? And technically, they are conjunct. They've been conjunct. But the big deal of this is that Venus is moving to Mercury and Mercury's stopping. So that means Venus is going to be at that 24 degree point too and that they are going to be together at 24 degrees Capricorn. Now, I feel like this is, now we know what Venus is about, relationships, love, you know, and, and familial love, love for nature, love for your cat, your dog, your pet, your goldfish. Um, it's love. And it's also money. And it's also value. And there's information, Mercury, about love, about finances, about worth, about self-worth. There's information in this. My feeling is this is about love. And it could be, you know, it's Capricorn. It's an ambitious sign. It's a, it's a sign of commerce. It could be about commerce. It could be about business for sure. And for some people it will be. A lot of people have off this week. A lot of people are taking time this week. Maybe it's about spending time with your family in ways that you couldn't spend time with them because of COVID back two years ago, three years ago, almost three years ago. Can you believe it? I'm going to say that again, right? Um, <laughs> anyway, there was, there's a coming together for some people in these holidays. Maybe they couldn't do it last year, though they couldn't do it the year before, but they're coming together in a way that they have not been able to come together in the past couple of years. And maybe there's a renewal to this. Now, it's interesting. Mercury's going to stop. It's going to be in its retrograde already. And then Venus is going to come and visit. So there's something from the past, something that is connected to things that have gone past or gone by, and something we're revisiting. So there's a piece of this that we're revisiting, and there is a piece of this that has to do with love and sensitivity and caring and nurturing and all those good Venus things. You know, Venus and Capricorn can be very nurturing and supportive, like a backbone, you know, like Capricorn rules bones, Saturn rules bones, teeth. It could be a very supportive, nurturing place that you experience that maybe you didn't experience before. And, or maybe you need to re-experience Mercury's retrograde. And so something really positive is going to happen, I think, on a certain level. Now, it could be about love. It could be something you reconnect with a friend, you reconnect with a person, you care about someone. But this is something where there may be a reconnection with self-love, which we all need to do at some point doesn't mean we're all disconnected from ourselves always but this is a great time to sort of reflect on one's own heart and one's own love an unconditional love of self unconditional love of friends and family a very deep place for each of us to go 
And it's important to stop and listen. And it's important. We're going to get a message this week. There is going to be a message. And how you can reconnect with someone or uh, understand the message is very important right now. It's so clear that um, we have a place right now to listen. It's so important and clear. Like we have to get the clear message. There's a message in this. And it's not a straightforward message. It's not a simple message. It is something where we need to stop and really take notice. And when I say simple message, it just doesn't mean like, oh yeah, you know, I've, I was told to, uh, you know, call my mother, <laughs> you know, or um, it, but there's meaning behind all of this. Mercury's stopping. So when Mercury stops, when, an, when a planet stops, there is a lot of information in the stopping. There is a place of paying attention. We're st- you know you know what happens when you have to stop, right? Say you get a cold and you've got to go to bed. You, you stop. You have to stop. Your body is saying, I need you to listen to me, right? Okay. That's one thing. Um, there's another thing when you have to stop when you're stuck in traffic, okay? Maybe you're stuck there because you have to do, you know, you're just sitting there and you're not moving. It's teaching you to have patience. Maybe you have to just be gentle with yourself and have patience and not get road rage, okay? That's important. There's something about stopping that requires our attention and that requires us to listen. Mercury is about listening and communicating. It's, it's not just communicating. It's listening. Information is processed through listening. So when we have Mercury and Venus together, we are really, really being asked to listen to a message of love, a message of hope, a message of connection. Venus is not retrograde. So these are times when we want to connect to the message of love. It's not a backwards message of love that we had that last year. That's when Venus was retrograde last year. This is, this is about stopping and hearing what's around us. Now, right now I'm on the patio, so there's lots of birds talking. There's the little, there's the little yellow tanager talking, very pretty, sitting in the tree, and he's got a lot to say. So the, the, we have to listen to nature, to Venus's nature, especially it's all in an earth sign. And we have four planets in Capricorn. We have the sun, obviously, because it's that time of year, Mercury, Venus, and Pluto. And so there's an earthy message about getting grounded and balanced and focused and, you know, and there's so much. I have never seen so much media discussing setting intentions for the new year. I have never, maybe I'm subscribed to mailing lists that I weren't, wasn't subscribed to before, but I have never seen so much about, are your intentions set for next year? This is a big year. Can you set your intentions? Everything, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's in my in my email, a whole lot. Places coming from places that I've not seen it come from before. It's all about setting intention. So I guess we're getting a message to set intention, like setting intention in a big way, okay? So we're being told, okay. But Mercury and Venus are going to come together, and maybe we are going to get a message 
and I would expect that we're going to be getting a message. And people might gliss over this message and people might say, you know what, I don't need that message. I don't want that message. I don't want a message, blah, 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 message. I'm not getting a message. Whether you listen or not, there's going to be something coming to you. Mercury is stopping with Venus. And it's interesting because it's not that Mercury is stopping getting connected to Venus and then retrograding. No, it's Mercury stops and Venus keeps moving. The beat goes on with Venus and then Venus conjuncts Mercury. She's not quite where Mercury is when Mercury stops to retrograde. But when Mercury, so it's an interesting, interesting dynamic. It Usually we're used to Mercury comes, hit Venus, turns around, goes retrograde and keeps, goes back and then hits Venus again. No, this is different. This is different. This isn't Mercury making the contact back and forth. This is Venus. This is Mercury stopping and Venus catching up to it, making the contact after Mercury is retrograde. So it's very interesting. And I don't think that this is coming back because Venus is going to move on. And maybe Mercury will catch up later in January or February or something. But it's really not that. It's not the thing where Mercury does the dance over the planet. And what's also happening is Mercury is very close to Pluto. Now, that's the other thing. Mercury is not coming to Pluto, turning around, going back to Pluto again. It's not reaching Pluto. It's what we call a refrenation. It's refraining. So Mercury is 23. Pluto's at 27. Mercury's going to turn around at 24, not go to 27. And Venus is going to conjunct Pluto on New Year's Eve on the 31st. So this is interesting. Mercury and Venus are going to have a conversation while Mercury is retrograde. And then Venus is going to go to Pluto. So there may be some information you get. Mercury comes and turns retrograde. It's information Mercury gets once it's retrograde. Not it's moving direct. It's almost like a secret is revealed. Like information is coming. Mercury only gets this information once it's retrograde to pass it on to Venus. So it's almost like a secret's revealed. It's almost like the truth has come out. There's something important about this. And then Venus goes to Pluto and makes a conjunction. And it's complicated. It's very complicated. Um, Venus and Pluto... Venus and Pluto are an interesting dynamic. Um, you know, there's what I've told you a thousand times. There's the Persephone myth. So, and remember, Mercury was part of the Persephone myth. So let's review the Persephone myth, shall we, since we haven't talked about this in a while. Maybe last year, because Venus hit Pluto three times, you know, that was kind of rough last year when Venus went retrograde. You know, there's often things that come to light when Venus is with Pluto. There are things that happen. Friendships go through bumps in the road. Um, relationships, there's often triangles. There's often, you know, uh, intensities that happen with Venus and Pluto. Expectations. This is intense. It's going somewhere. It's this, this, this is the one. This is the one. And then it's not the one because, like, stuff there's a triangle oftentimes with Venus and Pluto. So let's talk about the Persephone myth. 
Once upon a time, Pluto was in his underworld and things were shaken up above. And I think it was the Cyclops or some, somebody was up there making a lot of noise. And he said, you know, there was earthquakes. And he said, I'm going up to the upper world because I need to check that my underworld is safe. I don't know what's going on up there, but I got to straighten some things out. So he goes in his black chariot to the upper world. Now, while he's doing this, Demeter, the goddess of agriculture, the goddess of the grain, is out gathering flowers with her daughter Persephone, her young daughter Persephone. And they are gathering flowers together. In the meantime, Aphrodite employs her son Cupid because Aphrodite doesn't like chasteness. She doesn't like chastity. She doesn't want us to be chaste. She wants va-va-voom. So she sees Pluto, who's alone in his underworld in his man cave, and she sees Persephone, this young waif, gathering flowers with her mother under her mother's guidance, and she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we got to get, get some juice happening here. So she tells Cupid to shoot an arrow at Pluto, he shoots his arrow at Pluto into the heart of Pluto, and Pluto is taken up with lovesickness. And he sees Persephone, falls for her, scoops her up in his black chariot, brings her down to the underworld. Her mother turns around and says, where the hell's my daughter? And doesn't know what's happened. Um, in the meantime, she roams the earth looking for her daughter, and she has a journey and you can go read the Persephone myth and find out about Demeter's journey. And she really is unhappy because her daughter's disappeared and she's worried and obviously like any mother would be. And finally, I think she gets the son who sees everything. Helios tells her, mm, your daughter's in the underworld with Pluto. Now, she wants her daughter returned to her, Demeter. And she says that I'm going to give the earth no more grains, no more agriculture, nothing. It's going to be barren until I get my daughter back or until I know where my daughter is. And then, you know, Helios tells her. So they get Mercury to strike a deal. And Mercury goes into the underworld because Mercury is not affected by this. So this is what's so important. Mercury goes to retrieve Persephone because Mercury can go to the underworld and come back unscathed. Okay, and so what does Mercury do? Mercury goes to the underworld and is uh, striking a deal to bring Persephone back to her mother to the upper world. But it's too late because Persephone has learned of, you know, the underworld, the ways of the underworld. And she's now Pluto's wife and she is the goddess of the underworld. She can't just go back to the upper world because we can't unknow something once we know it. And so this can be something very dramatic because it's Pluto. And Pluto says, you go to the underworld, to my house, and I reveal all sorts of underworld secrets to you, and now you can't unknow them, and you go to the upper world with this information a different person. Once you've experienced a Pluto transit, you're a different person. And so what can easily happen is that we receive information and we can't unknow it. And so here's, here's what happens with Mercury. Mercury strikes a deal, except Persephone, as long as she hasn't ingested any food in the, in the underworld, she can 
she can come back and be fine. But that's not true. She's going to eat. She was down in the underworld for a while. She ate pomegranate seeds. And so she is receiving information, energy codes from the underworld that she didn't get in the upper world. And she is changed. And so therefore she goes to the upper world only six months out of the year and needs to return to the underworld the other six months of the year. And so is the life of Persephone. But this is so deep because, because she's, she just can't ignore the underworld. She's been there. She's done all the underworld things. She's watched TV in the underworld. They have different programs than we do. <laughs> and she's eaten the food of the underworld, the pomegranate seeds. So once you know something, you can't unknow it. And the knowledge gained through eating pomegranate seeds is that she's, she's a woman now. And she's not a child anymore. So six months out of the year, the earth is barren or the upper world is barren, you know. Um, it's barren and has no growth. That is when her mother is mourning her in the underworld. And then she comes back for the rest of the year and we have spring and summer and all those things. So if you're understanding something right now, you cannot un-understand it. And so what I think will happen is we, there's a Pluto, Venus, Mercury arrangement going on. And that's going to represent something that we're going to know from the underworld that we can't unknow. And we are going to be changed as a result. So maybe something is going to give you information that's important Maybe it's going to change you and maybe it's going to give you something very, very powerful. That's, you know, something important for you. So what does that do? That, that's up to your chart. Where is that in your chart? Where's Capricorn? And so this is, this is a very important, very important um, thing that we learn. Now, um, Venus goes to... Pluto, uh, it's really Pacific time zone, or it depends on where you are, or maybe you'll get it in, you know, you're in Europe and you get this um, time zone change that you get Venus and Pluto on Saturday the 31st. But in Eastern time zone, it'll be 1225 a.m. on the 1st. So as you're celebrating New Year's Eve up there in, in the East Coast, um, you'll get Venus Pluto at that time. So very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Venus, Pluto can be triangles. And as we saw, there's Persephone, there's her mother, and there's Pluto. There's people involved, there's Mercury. Um, there, there's a lot of information in this. So this is the big information of the week. We get Venus and Mercury. We get Mercury turning retrograde first, and then talks to Venus, and then Venus goes to Pluto. And so there you are. There it is. And it's interesting because Venus isn't in the underworld. It's Mercury that's backwards, you know. And so Mercury goes and comes back unscathed. Remember that. So this is just information. And we need to do what we need to do with that information. Very powerful, very profound, interesting dynamic that we're working through this week. And I... I remind you of that. Venus will be with Neptune on Wednesday the 28th. She'll be in a sextile and that's very nice. Um, it's, it's, she's still in Capricorn. Um, the moon will go into Pisces 
uh, later today. It's going void soon. <laughs> Actually, I think it's void now. It just turned void as I'm doing this. And it conjuncts Saturn in Aquarius and then went void. And it'll go into Pisces. If Again, depending on where you are, it's not going to go into Pisces till 2.34 a.m. tomorrow morning in the Eastern time zone. So adjust for where you live. It goes into Pisces, stays in Pisces. And Venus will sextile Neptune as the moon is in Pisces. And it will conjunct Neptune in a couple, you know, hours later, you know, actually half the day later. So that's interesting. There's, there's intuition, there's insight, there's um, beauty. Neptune is always something beautiful. And there's something deep going on here. So um, there you have it. So there's something very profound moving. Now, Mars is going back. Mars is at nine as of this week. Mars gets to nine. And remember, it's when it gets to eight that it's going to retrograde a station direct. Um, it'll station direct. So it's Wednesday. It'll go to nine and it goes to eight. Not, not this year. It goes to eight really on January 1st. Okay. So for the rest of the year, it's going to be at nine and then it's going to go to, um, eight and then the third of January. Well, we're not there. That's next week. And we'll talk about that on next week's podcast. We still have a couple of podcasts before Mercury, before Mars goes direct. So, and the moon and Mars will get together on the third in, in Gemini. So, but Mars will be at eight. Once the first comes, it's going to stay at eight for a long time because it retrogrades or stations direct it's retrograding at eight and it's going to stay at eight and go direct at eight 12 days later so that's an important degree and we are in a very profound place so we are going to end the year on a profound note we're going to end the year with something very deep and in resonant and we all need to look. Now, if you're a Venus-Pluto person, you've got a conjunction in your chart. That could be a something for you. That could be something. And um, Venus-Pluto is a profound shift. And um, if you are a Venus-Pluto person, you'll probably feel this on some level. It may not resonate as strongly unless you have a Venus conjunction to Pluto. But this is going to be some fascinating dynamics at the end of the week. Now, we all want to have a beautiful year ahead, right? And I think that the Mars retrograde, <laughs> and I've said this last week and I will say this again, we will have, by the time the year ends, we will have Mars retrograde and we have Mercury retrograde. Mars is retrograde, yeah, obviously, for a while now, but... Uh, on the Mars retrograde note, everyone's exhausted. You know, I have friends here that said, I can't even think I'm so tired. And I felt the same way the other day. I just couldn't even think anymore. And we're all exhausted. We're all exhausted. And I think we have to take some rest. It's been, to me, to me from my estimation, it's been an exhausting year. I think that people are really tired and we all need to rest. Because... What's going to happen is we're going to go into the new year and everybody's like, yeah, new year, set your intention, da, da, da. You got plenty of times to set your intention because once Mercury goes direct on the 29th, it's almost like, oh, we're going into the new year. Oh, wait a minute. 
It's like I'm going to the airport. Oh, I forgot my luggage. <laughs> I got to go back home. Oh, wait, I'm leaving the house. I forgot my grocery list. You know, it's like going back because something from the new year, the old year is not finished yet. And so if you're tired, listen to that. Again, Mercury retrograde asks us to listen. It's in Capricorn. It's an earth sign. It's not all intellectual. It's something physical. If you're physically tired, rest. I'm going to rest. If you are physically unable to think, just rest. Just don't, just, just, just stare out the window and look at the beauty of whatever is outside your window. I'm very lucky. I have a beautiful outdoors. But it's important because this is, we're going to go in the new year with two planets retrograde and they're inner planets. Right? I mean, yeah, Uranus is retrograde, but that's an outer planet. The Mercury's retrograde. We're not finished with the old year. We're not finished with the old year. And we won't be finished with the old year until those things go direct and probably Mercury comes out of its shadow. So, you know, we have things left over that we're going to contend with in January. And so therefore, just pay attention and listen to those things because we, there's a message coming. We all need it and we all need to ponder it. And there's, there's deep stuff going on. So it's important for us to not go headlong into this new year. Yeah, man, it's a new year. There's still energies left from the old year that we have to process. Everything's energy, guys. Everything. It's so important. And... Um, we're not finished with any of this. So we have to get past it. We have to get past the retrogrades and, you know, take some time for yourself. Nobody's going anywhere. Where And, you know, I've been in this Time to Manifest program with Yerlin, and I can tell you I have learned so much about time, about us, about that time is a construct. I mean, I knew that anyway, but it I've learned so much that, it's just profound. Just listening is, has been profound. And these are things that I'm going to eventually teach too. But wow, you know, don't rush this period. Get rest. Stop. Stop. Go make a hot chocolate. Go make a hot tea. Just, just forget it. Forget about moving forward. Set some intentions. They're going to change. The intentions you're setting now over this Mercury retrograde, you're going to shift those intentions. And they're going to be different by the time, you know, Mercury goes direct on the 18th of January and Mars goes direct on the 12th. It's just, it's okay. Let's find out what Mercury has to tell us. And then, like, reset intentions. It's a reset. This is a reset, Okay. It's everybody's like, get ready for that. These people don't know astrology, okay? I don't know how people live with that astrology, frankly, but I'm biased, of course. But you have to be aware that we have big energies. If you don't have the energy to go forward into the new year, if it comes and you're like, January 2nd, a week from today, and everybody's like, yeah, we got to get back to work. Just stop. Okay, you know, if you, you, your job expects you to show up, Yes, but guess what? Go home at night, put on your jammies, and rest, okay? And just process. Process this very complicated year we've just been through. Process this very intense year we have experienced. Process everything you've been through. Please, please, please process this. You won't regret it. You want to go through the next year feeling ready for it. If you don't feel ready for it, 
You've got to like come to the position of being ready and that requires self-reflection and time alone. Okay, perfect. I end with that note. This is the last podcast of 2022. I don't think I'll be doing this New Year's Eve. I think I'll be doing it probably either New Year's Day or the Monday after. Okay, so it's either the first or the second, depending on what it feels like. I pay attention to energies most of all. And when the energy to, to go forward is there, I will do the podcast. So that'll either be the first or the second. So don't freak out. But Happy New Year. Much love to everyone. Much gratitude to all of you for listening. Listening. And if you are on Instagram, my Instagram is the Golden Astrologer. And I put up a post on Christmas Eve that is all about my favorite things from... 2022 and my little yellow bird is back hi baby um it's 2022's favorite things so most of it was things i ate (laughs) some things i felt energetically drawn to like crystals and things some you know surprise gifts i received and just everything just everything a lot of what i ate (laughs) i bought to eat and continue eating um anyway Thank you for listening. Thank you for this amazing year that we've had. A big year of transformation. On to the next. Get some rest. Reflect, recharge, rewire, reset. Enjoy your Mercury retrograde. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Blessings and gratitude to all. Happy New Year.